As Backyard Stories is put on hold for the time being, and while we're all self-isolating, I thought it would be nice for some familiar voices to share some stories centred around the theme nostalgia. This is Backyard Stories, the Inside Edition. There's something to be said about looking to the past to guide our future, then ignoring the past and making the same mistake before telling ourselves, next time we'll be different, I promise. I know this because I've battled with a terrible social deficit disorder that has plagued my entire 20s and early 30s and probably beyond, and you might suffer from it too. It's called being late to your family dinner. The first few times I was late to a family occasion, I could blame the traffic. But eventually this wore thin, especially since I live a seven minute drive away from my parents' house and they know I always take the quiet back streets to get there. I moved on to blaming technology next. Sorry, my phone was on daylight savings time. That's why I'm an hour late. And then eventually my excuses pivoted to the painful burden of my period cramps. But I lost track of how many times I relied on this excuse and accidentally used it two weeks in a row. My mum was on to me instantly. You can't have your period every week, Lisa. I love my family and really respect their time. But no matter how many lists I make or alarms I set to get me to hurry up and get the fuck out of the house, I am always late. And to be honest, I think they kind of like that I'm always late because now it's become a thing that binds my sister and my parents together. When's Lisa going to get here? Does she have a period again? Is she coming from Siberia? I was getting kind of sick of it, to be honest. Do we hang shit at my dad when he wouldn't stop talking about his Dyson vacuum cleaner that he uses to suck up all of our family dog's fur balls on the floor? Do we mock my mum's obsession with taking photos of radiant sunsets for her Instagram feed? And did we always bring up how my sister refuses to handle raw meat with her hands? Well, yes, we actually did. Mutual grievances unite families, but I was determined to flip the universe upside down by becoming an early person. I chose to debut my new personality at my mum's birthday. What a gift, I thought. For this special occasion, we plan to have dinner at our favourite Thai restaurant in Brunswick East. We've gone there a lot over the years that we've memorised the menu and practically know what we're going to order 48 hours before we are even seated at our table. The chicken pad thai is excellent, but perhaps it's the handwritten sign that hangs over the toilet and reads, please, no number twos, that really gives this place its charm. But I, but I digress. I was ready to be early. I was ready to impress. Dinner was booked for Friday night at 7pm and in attendance would be me, my parents, my sister and her boyfriend and my nonna who kind of refuses to eat anything that's not Italian but can be convinced fried squid is calamari in an Asian setting. The, The drive from my apartment to the restaurant is about 17 minutes according to Google Maps but I left 35 minutes early. This would give me enough time to park the car and then walk to the restaurant without sprinting, hyperventilating and choking on my vegetarian spring roll during entree. I was in the car driving by myself with the radio blasting the go-betweens. 
and it was actually pretty good music to set the tone for my rebirth. And as I drove through Essendon, Mooney Ponds, Brunswick West and regular Brunswick, I felt this unfamiliar feeling come over me. I felt relaxed. It turns out when you're not in a rush and praying for every red light to turn green, your heart rate is as it should be and slows down and doesn't beat to the beating pace of a drummer demanding attention in a heavy metal band. I think I was reaching Nirvana. The only thing that could have made this moment more tranquil was if I ditched the go-betweens for Enya, but I'm a two-hands-on-the-wheel kind of girl. Finally, I was approaching the final destination, waiting stationary stationary at the last set of red traffic lights before I would turn onto Ligon Street, the location of the restaurant. I checked the clock on my dashboard and it was only 6.45. I still had 15 minutes up my sleeve and a destination was less than five minutes away. I remember feeling smug as shit knowing I would already be seated at our table before anyone else in my family arrived even imagining the looks on their faces as they piled into the restaurant one by one released more endorphins in me than when a dog sees their walking lead. Fuck! My body halted forward over my steering wheel. My car violently smashed forward. The car in front of me drove off unscathed as the traffic lights turned green, but I sat frozen. What the actual fuck? I looked in a rearview mirror and was blinded by the bright headlights way closer than they should be. Someone just rammed into my Honda Jazz while I was sitting at a set of red lights. Adrenaline racing, I turned off my car and stepped out onto the road, shaking. But before I could speak, someone else was doing the talking. My car is fucking squashed like a sardine. I walked towards the middle-aged woman shouting. What was she talking about? She rammed into me. As I got closer, more blinding lights and some smoke rising was coming from behind her vehicle. She got defensive as I approached her and she said to me, I didn't hit you, she hit you. I walked past and there it was, car number three. I was in a three-car pile-up. Car number three forgot to slam on their brakes and rammed into car number two, which rammed into car number one. Okay, my car. Car number two was rammed from both ends and really did look like a can of squashed sardines. Just as the owner of car number two was screaming, my fucking car, I knew I had a bigger problem. I was going to be late to family dinner. I'm not sure what pissed me off more. My banged up car, the heavy disappointment of being late. I call my mum. Happy birthday. I've been in a car accident. Oh my God, are you okay? Yes, we're all fine, but I'm going to be late. Can you order me a chicken pad thai and coconut water? I hung up. The driver of the third car emerged, a woman in her 60s. She was panicked and freaking out. It's not even my car. Me and the owner of car number two looked confused. We also looked at the 15 cars that were stuck behind us. Maybe we should pull over and swap details, I suggested. Car number two was right on my suggestion. Yes, I hope she's insured because my car is a fucking write-off. I pulled over to the side of the road first, got out and waited on the footpath. Car number two pulled up behind me and joined me on the footpath. That's when car number three followed, but instead of pulling up behind us, lost control of her car, rammed into car number two again, which ricocheted and rammed into my car. I was in a three-car pile-up. Twice. Car number three was smoking from the bonnet. Get out! Get out! We shouted to the overwhelmed driver. She stood out, panicked. 
oh my God, oh my God, it's my friend's car. I can't believe I smashed it. And you smashed ours, said the owner of car number two. By this stage, my brain fell out of my head and I wasn't sure what to do next. What did they do in the movies? Get proof. I'm just going to take some photos of the accidents for insurance, I said. Oh my God, what am I going to tell my friends to the car number three owner? Or not owner, almost in tears. Owner number two turned to me and says, she wants sympathy? Hello, she smashed into us. Well, it was by accident, I said. Car number three was unimpressed. Actually, make that car number two. Really? Because she did it twice. I had a shitload of poorly lit photos of the wreckage of my phone that looked like the high school art project of an emo 16-year-old. My insurance company is going to love me for this initiative, I thought. Someone else suggested we swap numbers and addresses too, which we did. On the back of a Coles receipt I found in my car, I took a photo of the receipt and texted it to the other woman. Did I mention we had progressed to a group chat now? We all hopped in our cars. Well, I did. And car number two did with some difficulty. I'm not sure I still fit in the driver's seat, she said. Well, the culprit, car number three, waited for RACV roadside assist. We promised we'd keep in touch like we were old friends and parted ways. As I drove down Ligon Street, everything felt slow and my adrenaline evaporated. I could feel the whiplash tingle down my spine and what just happened started to sink in. I parked my car and sat still at the wheel for 10 minutes trying to pull myself together. Then I got a text from my mum. Sweetie, your pad tie is getting cold. I walked into the restaurant and saw my family seated at the table before me like usual. I was late again, except this time I had an epic excuse that wasn't even an excuse. It was the truth. But I'm not pulled out my chair and told me I looked wrong in the face. Thank you, I said as I stuffed myself with some roddy dipped in peanut sauce. I proceeded to tell them what happened when my dad, who works in insurance, interrupted and said, So did you get the driver's license numbers? No, I got this. I showed him a photograph of the receipt with the handwritten details. How do you know they didn't make those details up? You always need to ask for the driver's license. Hearing these words, I burst into tears in the restaurant. And not a casual soft tear rolling down the face kind of cry. This was an ugly carnal cry. As my mum tried to calm me down and my sister was onto her second serving of beef red curry, mine or not offered some encouragement. I had a bad day too, Lisa. I looked up hopeful and she continued, I ordered a sandwich today with no mayonnaise and guess what? It came with mayonnaise. I know exactly how you feel. Somehow her experience and my near-death experience were on the same level. And while I looked at my family one by one down a dinner table and back, I knew it didn't matter if I was late or early to family dinner because that's what family does. They'll wait for you forever, as long as you give them permission to start eating without you.